0: Against a backdrop of unrelenting social and economic pressures, marketing leaders look toward a future where smarter marketing leads to deeper, more valuable connections between customers and brands. This was Andrew Frank, Distinguished VP Analyst with the Gartner Marketing Practice. Now, Gartner says in the years to come, marketers will face greater scrutiny over their operations. What strategies should marketers incorporate into their 2020 plans to drive results and regain the confidence of business leaders is the subject of our pod chat this morning. In this pod chats for Future CIO, we are joined by Lawrence Yip, a seasoned marketing professional for a Singapore-listed industrial and township developer in Asia, to share with us insights on the Chief Marketing officer strategies uh, that deliver value and trust. Lawrence, welcome to podcast for Future CIO.
1: Thank you, and uh, of course, uh, thanks for having me.
0: If you could, learnings from the last couple of years as far as the uh, pandemic is concerned, can you name one lesson that you think will be of significance to the CMO and the marketing role in 2023 and beyond?
1: I guess uh, what happened in the last three years is um, something as dramatic as the atomic bomb. I mean, in the first place, I guess no one saw it coming. And in all my uh, 30, 40 years of uh, marketing experience, I've never come across anything like this. So I guess uh, lots of my peers and cohorts are still coming back to its senses that, you know, it is eventually going to be over. I guess the COVID itself was critically disruptive and it made all CMOs sit up to appreciate the value of digital marketing and communication. At some stage, the only commercial door that's remained open to the world via the
0: web. And three years at this was a very long time. What would you say was the most significant change, at least to the marketing function following the pandemic?
1: Well, I mean, for us, we actually uh, have been working from home for almost three years. We only got back to work slowly from April of last year. That's heading into the summer months. The first significant change coming out of it is the immediate resumption of face-to-face, the human touch, the human chemistry. I could see and I could sense uh, because immediately I was attending a lot of meetings, going to a lot of forums. I could see the the zeal of interest and the enthusiasm from the people wanting to reconnect, shake a hand, you know, clap a shoulder, and it's no longer just about the value of the meeting itself. It's more about really meeting each other and talking one-to-one, face-to-face. So to me, that was the most significant change that we have all taken for granted during the normal days.
0: It's very, very true. I'm hearing a lot of people saying it's finally get to see people Towards the end of last year, one of the things that cropped up quite significantly and started in the U.S. is the issue of recession looming, right? So it's trickling down to the rest of the world, especially Asia, since we are a supplier of uh, goods and services to North America and Europe. Coming into 2023, how can CMOs turn this threat of a recession into an opportunity? Because as some experts out there say for every crisis out there, there's always an opportunity.
1: Uh, Precisely. There's a lot of truth in what you've just said, but uh, also to gain a more equalised perspective of this, during the three years, there were also growth in certain segments. So recession will hit certain quarters of the industry like e-commerce and logistics. These two sectors actually took off during the recession in a very big ways. The travel, the hospitality, the mice industry, uh, all these reported a surge in market demand once the pandemic is over. So it really depends on pre and post pandemic, you know, which segments of the industries we are talking about. So assuming one is in a recession-hit industry, the right move for a marketer is to look for the blue ocean and the sweet spots within it and to think out of the box or even think without the box. Uh, Easier said than done, but uh, there are really many cases. Uh, i could give you an example. I guess it's the truth in Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and even Hong Kong. During the pandemic, the food delivery business took off in a manner that no one could have imagined. Suddenly, we are seeing a lot of the food delivery services, food panda, grab, and hitting the streets. Students to retirees to women delivering food. And these are things that we're not, it's a site that we're not used to seeing before the pandemic. Uh, because going out to eat with friends and, you know, it's not just eating, it's an experience. You know, it's a great networking environment and uh, nobody will want to miss it and, you know, stay at home and order food and talk over virtual conference and toasting each other over the camera. But, you know, during the three years, you know, you saw this happening i would say that you know even during the recession like what you say uh every recession there's opportunity the chinese used to say that wei ci wei qi so definitely there will always be cloud of silver lining so good luck to those who have actually been growing the business during the recession and those who you know have suffered during the three years I hope they're able to turn around and come out stronger
0: I'm sure they'll appreciate the well wishes now one of the things that we've observed quite a bit in the last few years has been the advances in technologies particularly machine learning and artificial intelligence it's come up into the vocabulary for a lot of different job functions including finance and marketing How do you see the CMOs, such as yourselves, operationalizing artificial intelligence?
1: AI, I guess, uh, when when you talk to different people, you get different interpretation of what that is. It is the same like, you know, digital marketing has been in the jargon for almost uh, one, two, three decades. And so you talk to different people, you again get different expression of what it means to them. I, I guess there's no right, no wrong answer because what works for one doesn't work for the other. To me, AI in marketing is all about speed. It's all about speed to market, speed to customers. And that you can achieve a lot with AI that you cannot do with the conventional human to human means so we read in this couple of days uh, that Microsoft just announced a major investment I think between 1 billion to 10 billion depending you know on which source you're really from uh, the investing in the chat GPT which is a very disruptive but it is a very interesting innovation and it changes the way the company interact with the customers communicating, communicating with hundreds of customers if not thousands at the same time. To create content with sight, sound, and picture. No longer that very lame chatbot that, you know, you ask and answer and most of the time you don't really get the answer you want. You know, nowadays it comes with sight, sound, and picture and in the future maybe even virtual reality and 3D and whatnot. So I, I see that the um, CMOs in uh, FinTech, FMCG, e-commerce, and they should be the one that should be leveraging on this innovation in, in digital uh, marketing AI going forward because they deal with the masses. And time is
0: excellence. Time is money. So we talked about this complex technology that's possibly going to change the way we engage with customers. What sort of skills must the CMO develop further in 2023 in order to support growth and resilience and take advantage of these new technologies that are coming on board?
1: I think coming up from this pandemic has taught us a valuable lesson, never to take things for granted. You know, in my job, I deal with thousands of manufacturers. In fact, in our development, we are home to more than 1,000 manufacturers from 35 different countries. Among them uh, are Fortune 100. So the common jargon that is, that's been used right now among the manufacturers is shifting the thought from just in time to just in case to show up the supply chain resilience. And I guess for marketers or CMOs, this is also something that that should be a new learning experience, a new lesson coming out from this. I mean, this three year cannot be wasted. They, they got to be something precious and valuable that we should think we us more than mean a million life has lost in this pandemic. And I guess as humans, as CMOs, we, we should be mindful of this and also that it may not be totally over. I mean, it may come back at a certain time. So to support the growth and resilience, as per your topic, is that CMO really need to look seriously at digital marketing part. Uh, I, I do know my cohort some of them who grown up without using digital marketing especially in the b2b that we are fine you know we still need to do the face-to-face and we we try to rely less on the digital part but the past three years i think we really got to show up the skill uh, learn to harness it leverage on it do more do better and you know it's not a case of just in time but just in case
0: I love that one. Just in case instead of just in time. Okay. Speaking of which, I was talking to some other executives recently and one of the things that came up was, what if tomorrow suddenly we lose the internet or we lose technology? Can we still run as a business? So uh, let me ask you then that question. To what extent should CMOs depend on technology to support the business?
1: Well, I mean, technology to me is a scary thing because, you know, we have seen how the electric cars going out on the roads. I mean, the scary thing to this is if it's out of electricity, the whole car is dead. You know, it's just the days when we move from manual windows where we have to turn it to electric windows. It's the same leap of faith that we have gone through. You know, what happened if you're, there's no electricity? I mean, how are you going to turn down or turn up your windows even if your car is moving, right? So that is the, the same thing that, you know, we, we are all concerned with. I hope you will not come to a day whereby there's no driving force in technology. And you know, technology depends on electricity, whether it is fossil fuel or renewables. The day when there's no electricity, there's no technology, there's no business. And that day might just happen. We, we never know. But until then, life goes on. We need to earn our keep. We have to seriously look at what technology has to offer these days. It's no longer a choice, an option of running away. It's really staring it at the eyes. And trying to find out which part of the technology you can actually use. If you ask to what extent, I would probably say to the fullest, you, you can't pick and choose because you, it's moving so fast that, you know, what we now used to say as a midterm, it's now a short term. You know, uh, even six months is too long. You have to look at what's available and, and keep talking to business partners, value add vendors and see what you can use.
0: Very sound advice. Uh, speaking of advice, what is your advice for aspiring marketing professionals hoping to get into the same positions as you are today in 2023 and beyond?
1: I came four decades of marketing and uh, started first as an insurance salesman. And that was the best learning experience because you really learned the hard way. Sales is the final result. Marketing is the entire process that drives towards this result. I guess going forward, my advice to my fellow marketers who had just joined the trade is uh, it's not going to change much. Sales will still be the final result, whether you like it or not. KPIs, the scorecards will still going to be the same sales skeleton, you will see when you open the closet. But the marketing activities that drive towards the desired result will have to be very customized. You can do it now because of the technology like what we I just talked about, the chat uh, GPT and the like of it. Uh, it really do allow you to do a lot of curation of content and interaction of customers, hundreds, thousands, at the same time. In the past, you probably could not do it unless you do it systematically one-to-one. Mm. And to me, it's a beautiful era because suddenly you are a success accessible to tools that
0: you never have got. That's very true, Lauren. I remember the days when you spend a lot of money just to be able to do touch few people as opposed to now the capabilities there for to do a lot of uh, what was it Facebook used to say? A technology that allows you to reach to as as wide a group as you can even with the same set of programs or something like that. Yes. Mm-hmm. it
1: gives you well. Facebook in this pioneering stage together with things like LinkedIn you know IGE it gives you the spread but it doesn't really give you a lot of depth that's
0: very true
1: (laughs) now with the emerging technologies with the 3D virtuals and the chat GPT whatever that's going to take us it it gives you the depth and it gives you the multitude that you can do the same with many many other people in a curated format I mean to me that's really amazing I I hope it will lead to something good and you know, something that we can all use.
0: Lawrence, thank you for taking part in podcasts for Future CIO.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for
0: your time. That was Lawrence Yip, a seasoned marketing professional for Singapore-listed industrial and township developer in Asia, to share with us his insights on CMO strategies that deliver value and trust. You are listening in podcasts for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors@society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter, so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. Bye for now. <music>